You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Welcome to today's episode. So earlier this month, I started posting about boundaries. I actually was just thinking to myself, it was like a post where I just was thinking out loud and I was like, I could spend an entire month talking about boundaries and people like responded to it. They're like, okay, do it. And I was like, oh wow, now it's actually like I get to do it. There are just so many different examples and things that we can cover with boundaries. And so a Facebook friend of mine, Jocelyn Crowell, she saw that post and she was like, come on my podcast. And so Jocelyn is a photographer. She has a photography studio and she also has a podcast that's like a broader a broader podcast. It's more like self-improvement. She has lots of different things that she wants to talk about and share. And so this is while we share so many specific examples of like when we were, or in my case, when I was a photographer, she still is, we share very specific examples for business, but also just like in general, examples of boundaries in your own life and like with other people and with your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers or whatever, all that stuff. So I think you're going to enjoy it. We covered pretty much everything that you could think of with boundaries. Um, And I would love to know if you listen to this and you're like, oh, there's still something else I have a question about, like email me or send me a message on Facebook or wherever you want to find me, Instagram, and let me know if you have a question. I'd be so happy to cover it. So without further ado, um, here is the whole podcast. Today we're with Safina Duke. She is going to talk about boundaries in your business. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit of your story and I'm really excited about having you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about boundaries specifically because I think you found me on my Facebook page where I was like, I'm going to have a whole month talking about boundaries. It's just so fun for me because you can talk about so many different examples. A little bit about me, my story is that I've been in business since I was 20 years old. I started a photography business. I struggled for many years in that business. And I also struggled with my purpose. I wanted to do something more one-on-one, like helping people. And I really love photography. Like I was good at it. I do think that it helps people so much, but I just felt like it wasn't exactly my thing or like, you know, the zone of genius. Finally, around like 2019, 2020, I found out about life coaching and I got it and I was like, this is what I want to do. And of course, that's when my photography business took off at the same time. (laughs) So I was like doing both things at once, like going all in on the person that I wanted to be, you know, I think like with the pandemic happening and stuff. Now I am a coach for business owners and teach them how to have things like boundaries and just like enjoy their business so much more and like not have that hustle and still make a lot of money. Closed my photography studio at the end of 2020. I had, I was so happy. Like I, I had a really great year. I had really great clients and everything. And I hit a lot of goals that I wanted to in my photography business. And then I was, that's the end of that. You know, I just felt really good about moving all in on coaching. So what is something that you suggest that people do for boundaries? <laughs> okay, so one of the first posts that I made that I, like, I think we should just talk about here is, like, there's a misconception around boundaries that other people have to honor your boundaries in order for them to work. Whenever I found out about this, like, I didn't know 
coaches either until I kind of learned all these things in the life coaching industry. You don't need other people to do anything in order for boundaries to work. And that is the problem of why if they're not working for you, (laughs) that's why. It's because you enforce rules and you enforce boundaries and it's not something that other people do to you. So for example, it's not saying like, hey, don't hit me. And then like being like, why are you hitting me? (laughs) Why are you hitting me? It's saying, hey, don't hit me. And if you hit me, I'm going to leave the room or I'm going to call the police or I'm going to not speak to you again. And then following through with that thing that you're doing to enforce the boundary. So it's like words with actions. Right. Yeah. And it's a very uncomfortable thing for people to do because we are brought up to really not (laughs) like to feel really guilty and uncomfortable and unsure about our boundaries. And so we just kind of like hope that other people are going to kind of respect them for us and not cross them. (laughs) And when they do, like we don't know how to react because we haven't been taught to have a specific action that we do or know how to say no. When it comes to the boundaries of a business, was that something that you struggled with in your business or is that something that you kept growing on after in your life coaching? You're really great at talking about boundaries. I love all your Facebook posts about it and you make excellent points on some things that I hadn't thought about. As business owners, I feel like it's across the board. People just lack them constantly. People pleasers and wanting to do what's right and always making the customer happy and I think that that's something that people don't even realize that they don't have boundaries until everybody has crossed them and then they're like, woe is me, what do I do from here kind of thing. What would you tell somebody yeah. to get out of that? I think that especially like as being in the, coming from the photography industry around like creative people, I think that that's like especially people like us who are maybe not like we didn't graduate business school. Or, I mean, I don't know about you, but like... I did, but that was like 20 years ago. (laughs) You started like from the ground up and you're just, you know, you're like talking to your family and friends about it. And it's not something to where you know all these things. And for sure, every single nightmare customer or nightmare client, and not that I had anything that was a terrible horror story, but I definitely had a couple. I can look back and see exactly where I went wrong, where I didn't have boundaries around. And that's what it always comes down to. And I'm always telling my clients, you're not meant to have these nightmare clients over and over again. (laughs) Like it's not a business. It's it's something that happens early on and then you got to learn the lesson and then you're not going to attract those types of people anymore once you learn it. How do you suggest about forming boundaries? I know you had a post the other day. It was examples of things that you would say and then things that you should say with boundaries and I thought that was fascinating because it was just simple change of words right so I found my business to be so much easier of course I made all these mistakes like I was a you know a young 20 year old girl like I was just letting people kind of walk all over me and I really did want to have amazing customer service and I feel like there's such a, a difference between amazing customer service and having boundaries and so some boundaries that I have were Letting people know expectations on, you know, if they were late or if they missed a session. So like, for example, one thing that I always did was I didn't want to overwhelm people with all these, you know, you're going to have this fee or you're going to have to like, you can't reschedule because things happen and people get sick and a lot of things were coming up. And so I found it really wasn't a problem. And then if people were to keep rescheduling something, then I would start to say, like I would communicate, I'd be like, hey, just so you know, if we miss this next date, there is this fee. So saying a specific action that you are going to do, 
instead of just, oh, don't be late or don't be more than 10 minutes late. It's like, if you're more than 10 minutes late, you, we're going to have to reschedule or we're going to have to cancel or whatever it is that you decide is best for you and your clients and your business. That's an awesome way to think about it. It's kind of like when we're kids and it's don't touch the stove and people don't know why, like they want to touch the stove or their brain just is like, oh, I can't touch the stove, so I'm probably going to touch the stove. Instead of saying, you know, if you touch the stove, you're going to get burnt, you're going to get hurt. It's setting that expectation of what's going to happen when you do do the action that you're being asked not to. I think you absolutely touched on the fact that, especially photographers with the rescheduling, and I also, like, I have implemented in my business certain policies, but if somebody is having surgery or they wake up sick, I definitely am a person that's like, oh, just get back with me. And if they do it again, that's when I say, you know, like, we have a rescheduling fee, like, I let it go this time, but we're not going to do it again because I don't want to it sound daunting where I want my clients to have a fun experience and all the paperwork and the details of stuff and you're right it's not very fun to do that yeah I like I found that if there is a lot of communication and I also think that people use contracts as a way to not have to communicate with which is what I did when I was using a contract I yeah I think that if you have that set up it's just it just makes such a huge difference and i think people also like we make those decisions and then i i see like my clients sometimes get mad at their clients because then the clients are late or the clients are wanting to reschedule and it's like you made the decision to not have a reschedule fee so like let it you know like be okay if they push that boundary the first time and then you set it up you're going to say it the second time like you said right yeah and just not kind of taking it out on people because I see that happening a lot where people kind of have this dynamic where they want their clients to act a certain way but then they're also not communicating that with them (laughs) and the client isn't you know perfect people are people are busy and people reschedule and people don't respect your time all the time and that's okay that's how our clients are and it's not like their job to to just guess what (laughs) how we want them to behave I've been in photography for 22 years it's gonna age me here but I I started with film like that's how long I've been in it and contracts didn't weren't a thing really and that started coming about and it was like oh you have to read the contract and everybody in all the photography groups were always posting my client didn't read the contract my client's not reading the contract and I remember asking somebody when's the last time you've read a contract people don't read them like we buy houses and like it's like sign on the dotted line I remember the first time I leased a car and I was so nervous about leasing a car and I had only ever purchased cars and, oh, I'm going to try this. And I was reading through everything. And the guy just was like, you're seriously going to read it? You mean people don't? Like, it was just such a weird thing. As I was young when I bought my first car. So knowing and growing and experience, I was like, people don't read the contracts? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh. So, like, I have contracts in place for my business now. But mine is pretty much just includes, like, a model release. And just says, like, I own the copyrights. You know, if you keep rescheduling, there's a fee or what. It's just a simple boundary to have in a business that you can establish. Like, there's no cookie cutter of it. I love that you did that. What are some other things that you think are great for boundaries? I mean, I'm just thinking so much about the contracts, like how you were talking about. And it's funny how it really, you really think that people will just kind of like read it and 
magically know all of the rules that you have. Right. But who actually... And remember them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we forget that people aren't even in our industry. And so it is really a lot about communication and being upfront with people. And then I think that kind of goes into like the other part of why we don't like to enforce boundaries is because we have such intense feelings when we attempt to enforce them right so say you know your friends well i'm having this party can you bring this thing to the party and you know you don't have time to bake you don't have time to make a dish and you don't want to say that right like you like you don't want to have that confrontation with somebody and so most people i feel like choose to just be like okay i'll do it and then they feel like super busy and super rushed and resentful they're like why did they even ask me they should know i'm busy it just keeps happening. And then also you set up this expectation with other people that you're going to be available to do these things for them when they ask you. And then it kind of just becomes this big thing because you haven't like spoken up. And I think we just get really scared of what people are going to think of us, like where people are going to think that we are mean and that we don't care about them and we don't want to help. And I think that's like in our business. We think that our clients, you know, might think that we're being too strict or that we're not giving good customer service. And so I think there's such a loving way to do it where you allow other people to have their own thoughts about you. It's like so much of this work is taking responsibility for I'm having these thoughts and feelings in their mind and they're not because of other people. And also like allowing my clients, they can think that I'm being mean or they can think that I'm too strict about it. And then maybe they're just not my clients. And just kind of like separating those things so that you don't have to feel bad if your client feels bad about something or you don't have to feel bad about your friend not agreeing with you that you should have done something. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. There's a difference for the having rules in place and contracts. I was a wedding photographer. I can see having contracts for a wedding. That is definitely, I feel like that is a requirement because you have to be at a certain time and place and there's a lot of other things. But I think knowing what's best for your business too, one of the things that I think photographers, and I know that I struggle and sometimes I still catch myself, is establishing business hours. And I don't think people take that in consideration. Those are boundaries. (laughs) you're allowed to not respond at 11 p.m. And I think the first time in my business that I'm no longer offering sneak peeks to people because it was so much extra work in my workflow because of how I imported the photos and edited them and the timelines I had. Like I would have to import a client gallery, process a few photos, export it, resize. There were so many extra steps and I pretty much just said, listen, if you want your photos faster, you're not getting any sneak peeks and you're going to see them now. I do do like reveals in my studio. So they have a date. I've set an expectation of saying, hey, you're going to see your photos at the reveal. I can't wait to see them with you. And that I think was a huge balance and a huge boundary that I changed in my business. But I see it constantly with other photographers and it affects time management. And that is a huge struggle that I have in my business because I do lack that. I definitely lack boundaries in the time management. That is something I'm working on. It's hard for us to do, like, especially if you have a PhD in our industry or, like, in creative industries, and it's it's hard to do it just with ourselves. But I love that you brought up the hours thing because that's such a big one. And you see people get, when they don't enforce boundaries, 
the way that you know you're not enforcing them is you get mad at other people and you get resentful towards other people. Absolutely. <laughs> you are thinking they should be the ones that are doing it for you, basically. I remember having a conversation with somebody and I was like, I cannot believe this person's messaged me about photos at 1130 at night and expecting an answer. And then I like stopped and I was like, they're not expecting an answer. You are expecting yeah. to answer them. You don't have to. You don't have to read it. You don't have to respond. You can go back to it and during business hours. You said we have ADHD and creative people are very all over the board and they forget it. And that's where I have a hard time is sometimes I instantly message them back and say, hey, I'll get back to you during business hours or I'll get back to you when I'm in my studio. And it's just simple little things that I don't think people take in consideration, the boundaries. I'm sure that there is a ton that I would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't really think that that was a boundary. Like one thing that I think is so good to also talk about, and I have a story for you. I had a client who, they were great. They were great to work with. And I, I of course, was doing like in-person sales. And so it was, it was a, you know, expensive-ish order. Everything went fine. I delivered it. I like installed the wall art, all that stuff. And I think it was about maybe six months later. <laughs> it's like, it was after everything was completely done and I wasn't really expecting to hear from this person. And she sent me a text message and she said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that like my my daughter's friend also got her senior pictures done and it was like this much money and she got this many pictures from it. And she just told me that. <laughs> and she was like, I feel like we should have gotten more pictures. That's an opportunity that's that's really hard for us to get, right? Like, yeah. That's a tough message to get. And of course, my nervous system, I had to like take a minute to let my nervous system, your body wants to tell you I hates you and everyone's mad at you and I'm not good so, enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that happened. But then what it really comes down to is, are you making decisions in your business and operating within the boundaries that you feel are like fair and an in integrity? And are you communicating that to other people? Being able to validate that for yourself because you are going to have those you know, make maybe those types of clients, which I don't consider that a bad client. I just consider she had her thoughts about my pricing. That's fine. She already said yes to it. She already bought it. That's not really my fault at all. Like I communicated it. She's allowed to feel she should have gotten more, but it's also not my problem at the same time. But I think that when we're looking outside of ourselves for validation from other people, we want that friend to be like, oh no, it's totally fine that you didn't bring that dish to the party. Or we want them to be like, no, I totally get why you're charging this much. And then we over explain ourselves, you know, we get, why doesn't she understand the value of photography? Or we start going into like all of these tangents when it's really just like, Hey, no, I, I feel like I'm in integrity with myself and I can let other people think whatever they want about me. They can think they didn't get enough images. And I think that that was probably a very common thing that I've seen with other people that do in-person sales to comparison to shoot and burns or even studio to studio because we have different costs. We have different overhead and a very big city. So my overhead is a lot higher. And I've had people that are like, well, so-and-so went to this photographer and I was like, they're an hour away. Everything's different there. You know, the cost of everything is different. I think that you made a, a really good point that the validation from others, I think that as creative people that we want that. We want somebody to be like, oh, this is the greatest photo I've ever taken. And I love it so much. And like, I want to give you all this money for it. Like we want to feel that value. We do seek for validation from other people and I think that that is the fine line of being an artist and being a business owner for sure being able yeah. to do the difference I think the root of that is coming from we don't understand how many people are 
our people. And this is just like in business as for our clients, but also who we are, you know, like relationships and like who we are as friends or like with like romantic relationships. I feel like we don't understand that there are so many people that really, really like want to respect our boundaries and love us the way that we are. And so we're spending so much energy trying to, you know, convince these other people that like, we're still good enough and we're still being, we're still really nice and we still really want to be your photographer. But it's like, if you're doing your part and communicating how you want to work in the world, then be like, don't be scared to send the people away that don't want to pay you or like, don't want to be a part of that. Right. Cause it's like, if you believed that there were, you know, 50 more people that were waiting to pay you and loved everything that you did, you wouldn't be so worried about that person that doesn't agree with your boundaries. Especially with photographers, they tend to start doing things for free first. And right off the bat, they don't have that value and people don't respect their time because there's no value in the free part of it. So they make the appointment and say, we're going to do this shoot at six o'clock, bring your family, it's going to be free. And then the family has meltdowns and they cancel. And then you're standing at the park and you're like, oh, I'm so mad. But you didn't set the expectation because there was no no play, there was no value to the other person. And then I think that also stems with people always wanting like my family members or friends wanting discounts. Luckily, my, mine don't. And this was actually, I think you'll really appreciate this. So many people kept asking me for friends discounts because I have been doing photography for so long and they were like, oh, I love your work, but I would love, like, do you give friends discounts? I was essentially complaining about it to my mother because I had new boundaries and I was giving everybody discounts. My mom, a few days later, hey, I want to order some prints from you. And I was like, okay. So I started telling her how much my cost was. And she's like, well, how much would I be charged if I was a customer? So I told her and she turned around and paid me that. And I was like, mom, you don't need to do that. She goes, I do. This is what you charge. This is what you're worth. That's what you want to do. I was like, you know what? I feel like if my mom's going to pay full price, then anybody else can too. And that has been my mentality now. Is this like if somebody asks me for a friend's discount or a family discount, I don't offer them. My mom even pays full price. So why would I let you? It's so much easier now. And it's comical because people are like, your mom pays full price? I'm like, she does. Like, because she's proud of me and she's seen the work that I put in. And like, she's been one of my biggest cheerleaders through this whole journey journey of owning a business they the foundation that people start on a business they don't know the damage that they're doing them to themselves until later because they're just in that I need photos I need this imagine if I walked into Macy's and was like I want to try on this shirt to see if I like it I would just want to wear it for a few days and then I'll come back and pay for it I mean I guess you can rent clothes now on Amazon but it's kind of the similar thing like businesses are different Macy's wouldn't let you just take a shirt for free just so you can experience what you're getting out of that and see if it's what you like or not. I think that that is a lot of times where photographers kind of mess up. And I know that from my own experience. And I've mentored photographers and I tell them, you stop doing things for free. Like even if it's $25, you know, $25 deposit for you to be here. It's a small little thing that can change how they perceive themselves because creative people do put a lot of value in other people's opinions for sure. Right. Yeah. And I think like one thing that that reminds me of, I, you know, I think there's so many people giving like strict rules, don't do this, or, you know, you have to charge this much or people won't like, you know, think that you're valuable or whatever, 
or don't give discounts. And I never like to do, like, I never like to tell my clients, like, oh, you can't give discounts. I think the problem is that people deciding from the wrong place to give a discount, right? Like, deciding so that they don't have to feel bad. Basically, a little hint is that everything comes down to just feeling bad feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like, always avoiding feeling bad feelings. So we're like, okay, I'll give you the discount. And it's not coming from a place of, like, genuinely wanting to give the discount. And then we feel resentful. <laughs> And then we go back on our decision. So the whole point is, it's not that you can or can't give discounts. It's just like, if you want to give it, be stand in that decision then. And then don't be upset when people ask you for the discount and when people use the discount and when people take advantage of the things that you're offering to them. You nailed it when you said feelings. It's all based on feelings. Like, what are some ways that people can do that so that they get outside of that feeling. So much of the work that I do is about realizing that a feeling is just a vibration in your body. One of my clients heard this and she was like, this changed my whole life. Like, (laughs) it was just that. Like, we're so scared of feelings. We're like, no, I don't want to feel this. Like, I definitely can't feel guilt. I definitely can't feel shame. I can't feel bad. So just realizing that it's okay for those things to come up. And because of the way that we've been conditioned, especially as women, is to people please. And we've been guilted and shamed for having our own boundaries. So it's really not our fault that we are like this. And kind of just expecting at first, we're going to have really negative feelings, but you're trading out the resentment. Like you don't have to feel resentment anymore. That's optional because you don't have to give away things anymore. But you might have to be willing to question yourself. You might have that come up. You might say no to somebody, and then you might think, well, did I make the right decision? Or, you know, I do have the time available. Why didn't I just do it for them? Why didn't I just fit it in? They're my friend. You you know, I should have done that for them. You have to be willing to just be like, this is part of the process. Learning boundaries or becoming better with boundaries is that you're going to question yourself, and it's just your brain, like, telling you questions. And you have to sit there and be willing to feel really bad And once you do that a few times, it gets a lot easier because you're like, this isn't the first time this has come up. You're like, I'm always going to feel like a little bit of shame when I say no to somebody or I'm going to question myself a little bit. And then you kind of are just like, oh yeah, I get it. I'll get through this. I know I made the right decision. Our brain is always trying to keep us safe and you have to feel the feeling instead of just ignoring it. And it's crazy that we live in a world where saying no makes us feel bad. Yeah. And the irony is that we're trying to like avoid, I mean, I think the feelings we're trying to avoid guilt and shame for not doing things for other people, but we end up feeling it anyways. When I had less boundaries, I was still feeling guilty because eventually you do have to say no, like, or you literally cannot do everything for everybody. Yep. And you're going to always, you're going to end up feeling not only the resentment, but also, you know, did I do enough or should I have been more here for this person? And so it's not like you're really avoiding any feelings by people pleasing and by not having your boundaries. You're just kind of like avoiding having to have that confrontation or like avoiding that blow of feeling like maybe you're a bad person. It's crazy that establishing boundaries makes us feel like we're a bad person. Yeah, I think it. I think it really is how we've been conditioned. We, yeah. You know, I mean, just even now, like with my kids, and I see like other, you know, other people's kids, it's so much more about like if you don't want to hug that other kid or if you don't want that adult to pick you up, you say no. Like it's your body. You know, when we were kids, I don't think it was like that. Like it, that hadn't really been around yet. And it was like, why aren't you giving them a kiss? Why aren't you giving them a hug? So that's just like a simple way that we've been conditioned to just say, you know, I don't care if my body doesn't want to touch this person right now. I just have to do it anyways. And we 
just that we don't know how to listen to our bodies anymore or listen to what we really want. Absolutely. Um, I have an example of that. A few weeks ago, I was at a pool with some of my friends, and there was a guy who had been intoxicated. And it was an older guy, and they're like, oh, he's harmless. Like, he's just always... I literally, when I'm around him, every fiber in my being doesn't like to be around him. And he was there, and I just get quiet, and I just keep to myself because I know he's going to move on. He made some comment to me, like, you need to take your hat off. And I was like, I don't need to do anything. Well, then everybody looked at me shocked that I responded that way. That was my boundary, and that's where I felt comfortable. And I don't. Like, I don't need to take my hat off for anybody at the pool when I'm trying to enjoy some sun and keep it off my face. And I and I remember, like, sitting there thinking, did they really all just seem shocked? Crazy to me that they looked at me like I had done something wrong when instead they should have been looking at him going, why would he ask her to take her hat off? And he did it in a, the way he had been talking about was all the pretty girls at the pool. And, oh, you'd be a lot prettier. Pointing out things that just weren't appropriate. And then when as soon as he turned to me, he was like, you should take your hat off. Went to, like, almost take it from me this man is probably older than my father and I'm like I don't really want to deck this guy at the pool but I will and it felt good that I knew that I had set boundaries for myself because the 10 year ago version of me would have probably taken my hat off and laughed about it and been like oh yeah like haha and I would have felt uncomfortable all day because I ignored what my body was telling me I think people don't even realize that those are just little things that our body's telling us about boundaries. It's a fascinating topic, and that's when do you think that you came across that you loved learning about boundaries? What was that trigger point? So many of the things that I coach on end up being about boundaries, like when it comes down to it. Like, I just think that that is something that I end up talking about a lot. And it's like, I obviously still have, you know, I have like a coach hat and like a human hat and like the human part of me is definitely not perfect with boundaries. Like I'm not always just like, no. And sometimes I decide that I don't want to, I don't really want to do this, but it's also not that big of a deal to me. And I decide on purpose that I'm do the thing anyways. And then I won't, I'm just not going to feel resentful about it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this thing. And I'm not going to think about it because I don't want to mess with saying no to it. Sometimes that's a decision I make, but it's also, you know, then I have my own back for why I made the decision. And your story was so good that like it brought up a point about how people, it seems like people won't like you when you enforce boundaries or people will think being too, like you're not being fun or you're being too strict or like, why did you, you know, why would you say that? I've also noticed that as I think about this more and as I look about, like, just kind of look at people that I meet in my own life, that people actually like people who have strong boundaries more than people pleasers and people pleasers think that they're pleasing everybody but they're just like you can tell that they're just trying to people please you and the people with strong boundaries are very much like nope I'm not doing that and you're just like oh okay like okay I like you (laughs) yeah and I think too like a lot of times people pleasers make everybody happy but themselves I wrote a book earlier this year and I started writing it eight years ago and the eight years ago me and the today version was so different each chapter essentially tells a story and how I grew as a person in a business going through all of it I realized I was like oh my gosh this entire part of my life I was so unhappy, but I said yes to everything. So everybody always was like, oh, she'll do it, she'll do it, she'll do it. And at the end of the day, when it came to it, when I needed somebody, I didn't have anybody and I was unhappy and that's, I can't keep doing this for people. I think a lot of people avoid doing that because they lose friends that way. As soon as you start establishing boundaries and friendships, 
you have to know that either that those boundaries are going to make your friendship even better or it's going to end it. Luckily, I have some really great friends now. So I think people don't want to set boundaries sometimes because they're afraid they're going to, especially if they're people pleasers, they're going to, they're afraid that they're going to lose that connection or that client or that friend or that family member. But in reality, it's that quote of drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You can't keep making everybody else happy if you're the one that's not happy. Right. Yeah. And I think that like what you just described is such a good example of how we're always like attracting people energetically with our boundaries. Before you had them, you had a lot more people that got into your close circles because you were like attracting people that needed you to be there for them without them having to maybe give back. I've noticed this as well with just my personal life. The person that I was 10 or 15 years ago uh, had room for people to take advantage of me. Now I just don't, narcissists don't like people that have boundaries. Like they don't, they're not attracted to it. It's like being willing to like let people not like you and just realize like they were not a match for you. Like if somebody wanted to be your, only wanted to be your friend when you could do all these things for them, it's just not a match. And like those types of people will go find somebody else that they can take from. But when you do set the boundaries, you're making the room for all of those clients and the friends that will support you and that do want to honor your boundaries and they do want to be in mutually beneficial relationships. So I think that's so good. We're always really attracting and you can tell when you start saying no to people it creates more space for you the lives that you do want people you do want i did this thing the other day where i went through and i archived over a thousand facebook messages that i've had since 2008 clean up the inbox of everything i didn't know at the time how like i just thought i was going in and clearing out archiving messages because my inbox was completely out of control why are these just all here i would click on some oh I remember when I, I blocked that person, like they deleted me because I had told them no. Like you could see when I was like, no, I can't do that. Or no, I can't offer you that free session. Especially with photographers, I feel like a lot of times, oh, can you photograph me for free because X, Y, Z, a traumatic story. I had a time in my life when I was really, really sick and I would get all these messages. My sister's really sick and her dog died and like a whole country song of problems. And I was also experiencing a lot of turmoil in my life as well. And I was sick and being an empath and a good person, I felt like I needed to do something for them. But then I didn't have the energy to do the work as I myself was sick and I wasn't taking care of myself. And I was people pleasing because I'm like, oh, I need to do that because I know that they're struggling. And it was crazy watching the messages as that was happening. And it wasn't a lot. For some reason, people always want free photos they don't think that there's time or effort especially since cell phones came out that changed the game because they think you just push a button and it's done and it's and it's really not it was crazy to watch the progression from 2008 when i started getting facebook messages to now to see and establish where i was oh this is when i started saying no and now they're not in my life anymore and it was crazy to look at that and it took two hours to do it, it was crazy I, I didn't read all the messages my circle got smaller but my brain and body got freer from having that weight of meeting everybody else's expectations so you're absolutely right, right. yeah if you notice when people I think like one one interesting thing about that is like your inbox probably isn't flooded with questions like that anymore but no it's not right like yeah it's not as much like I think that's the energetic thing is that the people just don't really come 
they don't really find you as much or like for things because you're so closed off energetically. But then also I see people who are kind of like in the in-between stage who, you know, and even in my last year of business, I had really strong boundaries and I still got people asking me if they could like model for me. I don't think that ever goes away for (laughs) things don't go away and you want to notice if you're having feelings about it and thoughts about that like if if that triggers you in some way you know this is just like for I see this happen to my clients like it triggers them because they're like oh well they should know like I have boundaries and I don't do that anymore and like I'm just not that type of business person and it's like just letting people you know some people want a free session (laughs) like yeah okay and like it's also okay that you say no Letting all that be okay. And I actually have something that um, I really wanted to touch on when you were talking about people-pleasing. That this has, like, totally changed the way that I look at people-pleasing, which is that it is trying to control other people's thoughts and feelings. That's what we're actually doing when we're people-pleasing. Like, we want somebody else to think that we're a nice person or we're, like, a kind person or whatever. And so we do things hoping that they'll think that about that, us or that they will like then reciprocate or they will act a certain way back to us. Once you kind of look at it like that, like it doesn't sound as cool anymore. It's not like, oh, I'm just like person. It's more like, oh, I'm trying to control how this other person thinks. And so if you want to be like, if you want to see kind of how it feels, like you could think about if you've ever been on the other side of people pleasing and somebody has maybe, I mean, I can think of instances where I've met a new friend or something and they will do all these things for me that I didn't ask for them to do, right? Like they'll just like bring me things and buy me things and like, you know, give me like all these things. And you can tell that there's this like feeling like now I need to be closer with them. Now I should, you know, now they've like earned this level of friendship or you can feel that. And so like when you're people pleasing other people, they can feel that you want something in return. Like you want them to give you back a validation or a good feeling that you're like a good person. I feel like you just nailed it right there. I think too, like I am a gift giver. Like that's my love language. And the last couple of years I have really started focusing on that as why I'm a gift giver because I'm not really one to like to get gifts like I don't know what to do with it someone gives me something thank you like it just makes me feel weird and I'm like I undeserving I guess and I realized as soon as you said that yeah that's absolutely accurate I think we do it unknowingly I always wanted to be liked oh please like me here is a fluffy toy you know like yeah but like you're seeing like maybe that's part of it yeah well I don't know if you've ever watched friends it's one of my favorite shows I've probably watched it a million times but there is an episode where Phoebe is talking about no act of kindness is unselfish like you do things because of how it makes you feel good in return and Joey was like trying to prove her wrong about that and there wasn't it we do nice things because it makes us feel good and I think that that's where somebody like me that has that love language of gift giving it's we got to break it down and find out why it's not like trying to I don't want everybody to love me but I want you to know that I appreciate you and there's a difference and I think that this the lack of boundary in that is is like I'm not trying to get you to like me I'm trying to get you to know that you I appreciate you and that is like a gray line I think with I want to show that affection but I also am like I want you to like me yeah and I think like the best question to ask for that is just do I need anything in return because like you can do you can do so many things for other people and give so much and just making sure that it's 
that's the joy you're getting from it is that you do love to give gifts, making sure that it's not, oh, I really want them then have this reaction or I want them to think this about me. I think like just knowing that in your body, knowing that you are doing it because you're just going to feel good that you did it in that story, like that's the easiest way to tell for that type of stuff. Yeah, like even in our business, I've noticed that I did this for customer service too, where like I was trying to give really good customer service or like people maybe like want to give this experience, but then they, they need people to like write a review about them or like tell them, oh my God, it was the best experience ever. And just deciding, no, I want to be the type of business owner that does these things. Like, I think it's really special if I do this special thing. And I don't need my clients to care about it or appreciate it or not. I just really, this is who I am and I want to give this to them. Like, it's such a big difference knowing what you want in return. Absolutely. One of the things that I did in 2020, our studio was closed down for the mandate, but I used to have gift bags and that was an extra added cost that I kind of did away with. I wanted to still give because that's just my nature, you know, like, or thanks for your time here at the studio, just so they had something that they could take that was tangible. But in return, instead of doing that, I started including like thank you notes. We can still do the things that make us happy but we just have to find that balance to where it's not uh, please like me I think a lot of times especially with photographers with, that are shooting burns it's, here's 800 photos love my work and really if you give 30 amazing photos they're still going to love your work and they're probably not going to be as overwhelmed with those images too one of the things that yes. you've, you've talked about a few times too was like feeling your emotion and as like this is a there's no videos you've touched your chest a couple times i wanted to reiterate that because that is an excellent point our bodies are so in tune one of the things like people can do for anxiety is tapping their chest to calm them down and i think that that you have to feel those feelings you have to listen to your body being with yourself and feeling those emotions yes like that would be the most important thing i would say that you could start to do is to become aware of what's happening in your body and to become like your best friend like your own mother to yourself first and I have done this with my kids because I like not I've done this for myself while I am parenting my kids because sometimes I talk about a lot with my daughter she's three and a half she makes my blood boil sometimes (laughs) and she does things that are I'm like what part of your brain thought that this was a good idea, it triggers me. For so long, I was so frustrated and I would just feel so off because I thought, you know, well, I'm a mom. It's not her fault. You know, I shouldn't be angry at her. Like, I shouldn't be feeling, I shouldn't be mad. Then I realized one day, I should be mad. (laughs) What, who wouldn't be mad? Little person like screaming at you or like pulling on your hair or putting paint on her clothes. (laughs) These are all real things that have happened. Just like allowing it, oh, you're mad, okay, like acknowledging it for yourself. You know, and my kids, I know, I see how they are, like they just want, when they're upset, they just want to be acknowledged, and that's just how we are too as adults, like we just want, our emotions just want to be acknowledged, and it's like, oh, I see you're feeling like really guilty, and instead of looking outwards, like we really like to do, we really like to be like, you know, sometimes when we feel guilty, we want to send somebody a message and we want to say, hey, just so you know, I feel really bad about saying no to that thing. And I hope you're not mad at me because I would have done it. And like, I really, you know, I really wanted to, but I really can't. And just kind of hoping that, you know, then they'll send us a message back and they'll be like, oh no, it's not a problem. You don't have to feel bad. We can really solve all these problems without having to validate 
from outside of us. Like we can really just be with ourselves and allow ourselves to feel feel that temporary feeling and then also know that maybe it didn't come from maybe it came from a thought error. So meaning like, oh, I have to say yes to people for them to like me. So maybe like that's not even a true thought. First we gotta feel the feeling in order to like get to the point where we can see that maybe it just came from like a wounded place. That's such a good point. Feeling the feeling, like you said, that is such a powerful statement. So many times people, they feel a feeling and they just let it go because they have to go pick up the kids or they have to go to work and they don't stop and go, well, why is this bothering me or why did I feel that way? And I think too, if you physically watch somebody, you can see their emotion, whether, I mean, we can, we obviously know when somebody's crying, they're upset and stuff, your body changes and tenses up or you get relaxed when you're calmer. And I think that feeling the feeling is something that we just don't do enough anymore. Yeah, it's really difficult and we have to function, you know, in our society, like we have so, we're so busy and so we don't feel like we have time. But they actually don't go away and they, you know, I believe, I mean, I'm still learning about this, but I just, I believe that they manifest into different problems and different things that come up, like where we have to address them at some point. Or they're trying to tell us, they're like, hey, listen, listen to us, like we need you. But I think we spend a lot of time in resistance and like resistance to feelings feels so bad. Like it feels even worse than allowing it. So like, that's, you know, the example that I talked about with my daughter that's where I was a lot like I was in just like resistance like oh I don't want to be mad I don't want to be sad like you shouldn't be sad and it's just like that is that feels 10 times worse than just being like oh okay I'm already sad (laughs) go back now like okay I see that you're sad and that's literally like sometimes that's all it takes to be able to move through something and you know it's like the sooner you can just validate it and just be okay with it because I see people even even coaches who know how to use thought work and so, you know, and using thought work is basically just like, you know, thinking your way into like believing something new to make you feel sad anymore, right? So they're trying to do that, but then you have to feel the feeling first. Like you can't just like think your way, you can't just be like, oh, well, they didn't mean it. Like you have to, you have to be there and be like, okay, no, no, no. Like there's a part of you that's really hurt right now. Or there's a part of you that just like wants to be angry right now. That's okay. And like, as soon as you do that, it literally gets so much easier and it really goes away, I think. You made an excellent point too that you think it manifests into other problems and I will 100% agree with you on that. I haven't gotten down the complete rabbit hole of that, but I really do feel like especially people that are impasse or people that pick up on emotions have a tendency to have a lot more health issues. And once I, like I have had chronic health issues and once I started having boundaries and standing up for myself and regulating those emotions a little bit more, my health improved dramatically. And I don't think people take that in consideration either. You made such an excellent point about that because we have a tendency to just go, okay, I felt that let's move on to the next. And then it comes back into another problem, especially if you haven't set the boundary with a client or a friend or a family member, they're going to be a problem later because you didn't establish that boundary with them. Yeah. It's such a snowball because like the more that you don't have boundaries, the more you set the expectation to the people around you. And then the bigger of a letdown it's going to be when you're not there for them. <laughs> you know? I think I even think about like my husband, he's such a like he's like such a busybody and he gives so much to like us. He not to everybody, but just like in our family. That's more than enough. Like we have two kids and me and he just does, you know, he works and he does so much for us and he'll do, you know, anything that we need and it's like 
sometimes I think about him, like if he, you know, decides that he's sick or tired one day and he can't do it, I think the whole family would be kind of surprised. Like we would just be like, what? But at the same time, it's like, we, you know, I want him to be able to do that. So I think, I think most people are, you know, think that way. Like maybe they would be a little surprised, like, oh, why aren't you available anymore? <laughs> like you've always been available. And I had this expectation of you, but I also think that most of our, you know, people around us also just understand and want what's best for us. And like, you know, if, yeah, if you can't physically handle it or do it, it's like, they'll understand. That also comes with maturity and age too. I have a friend that I was supposed to be doing something for her later this month. And I looked at my schedule and I looked at my time and I looked at all the things that were going on. And I just, I don't think I'm going to be the best version of myself to do this for her. I texted her and was like, I can't do it. And she was like, and she had said, if you can't, let me know. And I texted her and was like, you know, I, I, I looked everything over and I don't think I have time to do this, but here are other people that can. No problem. Thank you so much. And then she went on like, it was so nice that I had a friend that was so understanding because she's had to do the same thing with me that I know we plan this, but we need to go do this instead because X, Y, Z, you know, and 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, the younger version of myself would have been like oh they're mad at me oh they're gonna be so upset I'm disappointing them and we're so afraid we're gonna hurt somebody else's feeling or they're gonna think less of us that we're the ones that hurt ourselves and we're the ones that think less of ourselves because we don't establish those boundaries that's so good yeah and I think it's such a blessing to have people in our lives that do respect our boundaries like that or that do understand and it's also you know it sounds like you would have had your own back if if your friend wants to be mad about that it's like okay you know what I mean like there are some people who maybe don't won't understand if we feel like we're in integrity like we don't even have to I remember it occurred to me one day that I don't even have to feel like I don't even have to spend any time thinking about if I was wrong about something. If I decided already that I this was the right decision. And then, you know, and so then if somebody's mad at you or if they're like, you know, the example that I had with my client where, you know, she's why didn't I get more pictures? It's almost just you don't even have to spend any time thinking about if you were wrong or feeling bad or trying to make it better. Like you can literally just be and you don't have to be mad at them, you can just be like, Hey, no, this is how it is, sorry. If you don't like it <laughs> I guess we're not, I guess you don't like me, but like, you know, like that's your problem. And it's, that's, that's the power of taking responsibility for your own decisions and also letting other people have the responsibility for how they want to think and feel about you. What is something that you think that people can do on a day-to-day basis to help establish their boundaries better? I think if you're over committing a lot, the first thing you want to do is like really clear space for yourself because you're not going to be able to really slow down enough. Like you have to slow down enough, be able to tell what you really want to be doing and what you don't. And then I do this thing that I think is just like the easiest thing to do. Whenever you get asked a question or you get asked to go, even like if it's something fun, like you get asked to go out to an event, just taking the time to ask yourself if you really want to do it or not. And that there are two different answers. There's the answer of asking your body, do I want this or do I not want it? And 
then there's the answer of, oh, do I think I should want to do it? Or do I think I should do it for this person or whatever? You want to really know where you are personally at and use that. Even if you still decide to do things that you don't want to do, at least you're like, at least you're being, at least you're honoring and knowing where you're at and starting to get a picture of, okay, this is, this is the stuff I really do enjoy doing. That doesn't mean that we don't do anything for other people. Like, I think we really do want to help other people, want to be there for them. It's just not always the things that we're saying yes to. And we're saying yes to just so many things that it's hard to know the difference. So does that make sense? Like, you can, like just taking that time to ask yourself that question before committing to anything. And then coaching yourself or getting yourself mentally prepared to say no to the things that you don't actually want to do journaling about it too if you are frustrated or like that's something that I've been trying to practice myself like writing it down and saying like I said no today and it's made me feel uncomfortable but I'm so relieved you know and like reassuring yourself I think a lot of self-talk is not talked about enough um I'm huge with the like I am and feel like people don't do that enough. I, let me retract that. I think a lot of times people say like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm overweight or I'm broke. They say all the things that are negative. Well, it's true. And I'm like, well, because you keep saying it's true until you can flip the switch and saying, I'm okay to say no today. Just comforting yourself. And that is kind of like coaching yourself, basically. Telling the brain new things. I think it's really crazy how, like there have been some things that have come up where I've, you know, I've, I've thought about, like, I've asked myself the question if I want to do it or not. There's such a big difference between what I want to say to the person, like, I want to say yes, and I want to just not have it be a problem, and then in my body, it's like, it, your body knows, like, immediately, like, it's like, mm-hmm. nope, we don't want to do this, or yes, we want to do this, and you can feel it, and it's, like, an immediate answer, and then, but then there's so many things that come up that are just, like, a chatter, oh, but, you know, this person's been here for you, or, you know or you owe them, or, you know, you should have, you should be a good person, and just, like, all those things that come up, it's really convincing that you should be saying yes to things that you don't want to do, but I think it's, like, I think just doing what you actually want, even that is a groundbreaking topic, because we're taught that we should do things that we don't want to do for some reason, like, life should be hard, and you should just be doing all these things that you don't want to do, like, literally asking yourself what you really want, and that could mean, I really want to be in shape, and I don't want to wake up at six in the morning, because I really want to be in shape, I'm going to wake up at six in the morning, right, it's not like, oh, I just don't want to wake up, (laughs) but, yeah, so, like, asking yourself those things, and then, yeah, like, just kind of, like you said, you coach yourself on the answer, or the saying of no, and reassuring yourself and then it gets easier right what would you suggest to somebody that is just full of doubt like they can't they think that they can't say no I feel like women are just it's a perpetual thing I would say what would you have to be willing to feel to say no ask yourself that because that's probably why you feel like you can't do it and then just kind of like practice it like it's really the worst thing that can happen is a feeling in your body it's a vibration in your body and it's just temporary I heard a video the other day on TikTok because I love TikTok. The girl said, you know, I don't get up and exercise for me today. I get up and exercise for the me in the future. I saw that one too. I literally stopped what I was doing because I just let it run sometimes as I, it's mindless. I stopped what I was doing and I listened to it, I think like two or three times. And that was such an impactful statement. Like I'm not doing this for me today. I'm doing this for me in the future is I think something that could really benefit me. It's, I know it's going to benefit me, but especially for somebody that's establishing boundaries and 
you've said so many things today that I'm like, yep, I need more boundaries there. And I can tell where I'm lacking boundaries in life. I think just implementing that like feeling and knowing, okay, I have to feel this feeling and what is the future going to be like that? It's like saying yes, that you want to go to some event when you don't want to go to that event. Everything leading up to that is dread. A lot of times I feel like people start getting headaches that day. And it's crazy to me how many times people are like, oh, I have a headache. I can't go today because they've literally dreaded not going myself included. And our bodies are literally saying, I told you you didn't want to go. And now you're not going to go because I, I, you've made yourself thinking about it. Yeah. It's so much of just having your own back there. If you're going to say yes to something, then try to not dread it. You know what I mean? Like I try to do that. You know, I had um, somebody who asked me, she, she and I used to work together in my old business and I think we had done a trade and I had forgotten about it. This was a couple years ago where I was supposed to like do pictures for her. And she reached out to me and she said, oh, I know it's been a couple years, but can you do these pictures for me? At first I'm like, my automatic answer is like, I don't want to be doing any more pictures for anybody else. I don't want to set up my equipment. I don't want to, I just am not open to that. But I also thought about it and I thought more than that, I care about being in integrity with the promises that I made. So like, that's my reason, but I said, yes, I'll do it. And like, I really like that reason. And so even just asking yourself that, like, what's my reason for saying yes? And do I like that reason? You know, so it might be like, yeah, I don't actually really want to do pictures anymore. I'm also, I really do love the reason why I'm doing it. And I'm going to do it with a good attitude and all of that because I thought about that because I made the decision from that place. A bunch of things have ran through my mind. I can relate to that just this week alone. I think we don't slow down enough to hear what we want and it's what everybody else wants especially in a world where business owners were trying to do so many things for so many different types of personalities and then we have our own friends and family that we're trying to take care of and we put ourselves last I have no boundaries for scheduling time to take care of myself it always oh well I don't have time to go work out now because I have to go take care of this client and this client and I've been actively trained to change that in the last month or so and it feels so incredibly painful to me but at the same time like I know that that is part of the growth of it and where I have to have those lines that say no and I it's okay to say yes like obviously I have to say yes to my health it still can be uncomfortable and it's not always just saying yeah. no to things it's saying yes to things where I'm going yep today is I have to go work out or yes I have to drink the water yes I have to make the doctor's appointments like yes I have to go um, do the things that are beneficial to me and it's not always saying no it's also saying yes to things that our bodies need yes. and our lives need and not going to feel good all the time you know, that kind of makes me think, like, I have a lot of clients that are, you know, are doing so much for their kids, too, who they, because they think that they, like, have to do these things for their kids, and I do this with my kids. I I want to be the type of person who ha throws you a really good birthday party. I want to be the type of mom who goes to your basketball games. Like, these things are really important to me, and I want to do all those things, but there are other things that I'm, like, like volunteering at my, <laughs> volunteering to make Play-Doh at my daughter's preschool, and this literally, like, this doesn't matter to me as a mom. I don't think it's, you know, it's not that important to me. And I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we can do so much for other people out of a good place of, like, just this is the type of parent I do want to be. And not out of, like, 
this is the type of person I think I should be. I do not have any children, but I've seen so many videos lately and posts about moms that are just so upset because they don't know who they are anymore. I feel very thankful that my mom, I don't think, has ever felt like that. And she has always done just like you said. She was there for the important things and what she needed to be there and like what we wanted her for there. And it makes me really sad to see so many different moms that are losing themselves because... They probably haven't said no in years and they've exhausted themselves and they're doing everything. They want to be on the PTA and they want to be at the bake good party and they want to be the first in the pickup line at the school and it just, they lose themselves and it makes me sad. Obviously I'm not a mom, so I don't, I can't tell, but I, I just relate. I feel fortunate that I've had the opportunities that I can do things that I want because I haven't had something else taking up my time. I feel like they should still be able to establish where they don't lose themselves because that's going to make them the best version of themselves and their kids yeah. need that. Yeah, what it really comes down to is like that's that's such a big problem in the mom community because it's just a whole nother layer of like shame and you should be doing all these things and guilt if you're not doing everything. But I think what it really comes down to is just you're the only person who can say no for yourself. Like this is just for everybody, right? It's like you are the only person who can get yourself out of this. Nobody is going to like volunteer for you. Like, oh, don't do this for me or <laughs> be here for me. Buy me that gift. Like, you're the only person who has to do it. You know, when is enough going to be enough? And are you going to wait until you're actually hospitalized, not do things? Or when you're sick, I always get sick when I'm overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm like I needed that break, but I could have just taken that break without having to get sick. So you're going to wait until that happens. I actually talk about that in my book because I had to have a complete hysterectomy right after I turned 30 and I had to be off work for six weeks and I had run myself ragged. I was working in a corporate job and I had a photography business part-time and I was incredibly ill. I kept saying like, I want a break, I want a break, I want a break. I need a break. And then I got a six week break and a major life changing surgery. And I just remember nobody's going to come save you. You have to, you have to get up and you have to fix this. And you have to make the time to take care of yourself. Look forward to breaks that aren't life-changing surgeries and schedule time to do things. I had never taken days off. That's a, been a big struggle with me and my business. I confidently can say now, like, I don't do shoots on Sundays. Every once in a while, I'll do some things. I'm going to record a podcast on a Sunday, but then we're going to go out and have tacos. It's fun things that I know that I my body says, like, yes, you can do this today. But if somebody was like, oh, I can only do shoots on Sundays... Well, here are some photographers that can. Yeah, it doesn't feel good to let them go, but nine times out of 10, oh, well, I have a Thursday night open. Are you available then? Yep, I can fit, fit you in. My studio closes, but I'll just swap and work nights that night. So it's still having that flexibility. You're absolutely right. I don't think people see the correlation. You do get sick. You do get worn down. You do get exhausted. Our bodies tell us your lack of boundaries are, your lack of boundaries are coming out in a box of tissues today. <laughs> you're just going to, yeah. you're just going to get overwhelmed with. Yeah, that's so good. I think really <laughs> covers all of the aspects that I coach on normally for boundaries, but come up a lot like I think this is like a crash course for people so if somebody wants to take one of your courses how can they find you okay so currently the way to work with me is to coach with me one-on-one -on -one, and I will help you with all things for your business and you can find me at my podcast which is the unicorn business podcast also on instagram at the unicorn business and on facebook Safina duke is my and I'll have all of those links in the show notes 
so people can click on them there and come find you and follow you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. You know what? I want to end off by saying that it's totally possible. Yes, it feels so uncomfortable when you start to do this. And it's like anything where, you know, if you start a new thing, it, it feels worse at first <laughs> than it did before. And you're like, why am I doing this? Because it feels worse. There, it is possible to be at a place in your life and in your business where it's just there's no drama about this stuff. You're literally allowed to not question yourself. Like once you know you're making decisions from integrity, that's the only validation you need. It's totally possible to operate your whole life from this place where you say no and then you move forward and you don't think about it again. And you don't have to and you allow other people to have their own thoughts about you and just... I think we think that it's going to be this really hard thing, but you really can move past all of those really negative feelings that come up. And not to say it won't ever happen again, but you can you can really live your life where it's not like a problem. It it feel it'll feel good at some point. <laughs> Nothing happens overnight. I try to reiterate that to people all the time. The only yeah. thing that can happen quickly is you decide to change. Everything is a choice. Yeah. You decide to change. I think that also if you decide to change, you have a test come up pretty quickly. You have to like reinforce the decision. I think the universe will give you a test. So like, yeah, it might feel really difficult at first. Thank you so much for today. It's been awesome. Hopefully everybody is running to the show note links to go sign up for your one-on-ones because I feel like there's so much more that you, people can learn from you that has so much value. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for having me. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.